Well, hello, this is Andre. Uh, welcome to The Daily. I trust that all of you are well. Uh, so let's get going. Well, um, you know, I think this time is challenging uh, in many ways. There are many facets to the challenges that are in front of us. Uh, some of it is really obvious, it's financial, some of it is relational. But I, I want to uh, highlight a group of people that I find uh, I can have some form of solidarity with, and that is people who are uh, just big planners. And I think that's a good chunk of you who listen to this podcast. You're just a major planner. You like to plan your life out. You like to detail every aspect of your day. You have like your your one-month plan, your five-year plan, your seven-year goals, and all the good stuff. You just like to plan things. And I think I fall well into the category. I like to plan. I like things to be predictable. I like to have a good sense of where I'm going and all that stuff and I don't know whether any of you agree with me or just find that I'm all so dysfunctional now. Now earlier this year the staff and I went away on a retreat where we just talked vision but also some of the plans that we had uh, for the church uh, going forward this year and we developed this amazing uh, schedule, this amazing calendar for the life of the church. We had all these stuff uh, planned out, we put in uh, all our different sermon series, the different initiatives, we uh, planned out uh, the runway to which we, we intend to uh, use to communicate uh, all the stuff they want to do uh, in the church. And we had it really, really well planned out. Everyone's on board and we're really excited to execute it. And uh, when this thing hit, uh, we, uh, we had to postpone a lot of our plans. And you kind of know how these kind of things work, right? When you postpone one, then you have to like find another date for it and then it... You know, then you have to push another one back and it's like a, it's like dominoes, right? You push one and then another one pushes another one, pushes another one and then the whole thing's come coming down and Andre is put in a state of flux and emotional uh, imbalance. And so that's kind of where I'm at, you know. I love my schedule. I love my plans. I love the predictability. And when this thing came, you know, I would, uh, I would be, you know, really upfront to admit that I was super duper upset. Um, you know, and uh, I was just reading the other day in God's Word and uh, just going through Proverbs uh, that I typically do. And I just found you know, this really uh, familiar. I think many of us know this verse. It's a very well-quoted verse that just seemed to uh, really, really speak into uh, my current predicament and my current emotional state. And it goes like this in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9. It says this, a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Now that hit me like a ton of bricks, right? Like, you know, man, you can plan, you can do all the things you want to do, you can uh, plan for all these things that are ahead of you, but it is God who directs your steps. How apt and how uh, needful it is for us to hear uh, the word of God, especially in this time. Now, uh, all of us long in some way to control our lives, don't we, right? It is one of our primary coping mechanisms to fend off heartache and pain. Uh, and control is not necessarily a bad thing in and of itself, right? We should take control over abusive, coercive, and harmful things. Uh, but it's when we become obsessed with managing our existence, uh, our whole lives to the point that we stop trusting God or depend on Him, that we enter into the really dangerous territory of becoming God ourselves. And our culture really uh, enforces this dysfunction and encourages it. Many mechanisms uh, that facilitate this kind of idolatry 
right? Some use money as an umbrella of control. Uh, money creates space, comfort, distance uh, between the challenges and uh, annoyances of life. Others use power to control. They work towards positions of influence and authority so that they can create a safe distance between themselves and threats to their egos or emotions. Uh, others use sexuality to, to control people, knowing that uh, their beauty or uh, desire for them can be mesmerizing and even a coercive force that keeps others addicted. Some use words to control, verbally adjusting others' self-perception and identity in order to keep them in line. So like a snarky comment or criticism, you know what put a person into a place of self-criticism and you use that to keep them in line. And some use guilt, shame, and some are obligation. And so the list of tools we deploy to manage people and the outcomes of life are almost endless and non-exhaustive, right? And we have an almost insatiable need to control outcomes, situations, and by a large extent, even people. Now, the antidote for a spirit of control is a spirit of surrender. And this is a word that we're all familiar with, this concept of surrender, of giving over our rights and our control. Now, surrender is that beautiful posture of the heart in which we humbly climb off the throne of our own lives and invite he who is the rightful one who belongs there to take the place. It's instead of seeking sovereignty over ourselves, it is to trust God who is over all things and rest in his good intentions for our lives. Now, Christians often talk about the need for obedience, right? Obedience, it's a real needful thing, uh, obedience in God's kingdom. And this concept we've come to see as central to our faith. But in many ways, this idea of surrender is far superior to obedience. Obedience can often look like a momentary decision, but surrender really is the posture of the kingdom. We all know that it is possible to obey God in our behavior, but in our hearts to rebel against him. Like we just do it and we just like, ah, yeah, just do it, lah, you know, and, and, and I just have to do it because it's the right thing to do. But in our hearts, we are distant, we are far away from him. And, uh, and obedience uh, at times can look like that. But surrender is different. Surrender is an open posture of love. It is not based on duty, but trust. You know, uh, a, a good imagery for this idea of trust is uh, is the flying trapeze. I'm not sure how many of you are familiar with uh, what trapeze is. Uh, you can look it up on Google. I wouldn't do a good enough job to describe what trapeze is. Now in uh, Club Med, uh, the place that I talk about really often, uh, there's a place where you can uh, actually try out the trapeze. Now I have a uh, morbid fear of heights and so I didn't do it at all. And I doubt the person would have the arm strength to, to catch me if I were to fall. Uh, but Amy uh, loves this kind of stuff. So she did the trapeze and so she really enjoyed herself. Uh, she performed all the tricks and, you know, that's a good way to kind of look uh, and have imagery for what trust and surrender looks like. And it's interesting to know, like, the word trapeze, which is the, the little bar between the ropes that a trapeze artist has to let go of, uh, comes from the ancient Greek word trapeza which literally means table. And about the only time it is used in the New Testament is when the writer claims that Jesus gathers his friends around the table, the trapeza, uh, what we now call like the communion table, uh, the love feast, and teaches them that Jesus would have to let go of his life for them. And the only way to hang on to one's life is to let go. You have to let go of your life. Then Jesus climbs onto the cross 
and he lets go. He hangs above the earth for three hours with his hands stretched out, not moving of a muscle, saying this, Father, into your hands, I command my spirit, I surrender my spirit. And then he breathed. When he did that, he was saving us, but he was also teaching us about trust. And I think that is such a great picture of surrender. Jesus on the cross, he surrenders his will, he surrenders his comfort, and he goes on to surrender his life for our sake. And the question is, in this time where it almost seems like we are losing control of all that we've built, we are uncertain of what is to come and what is to be ahead. Uh, The natural temptation is for us to gather more, to hoard more, to cling on to the things that we can control. But how about in this moment, in this time, we learn to practice this biblical idea of surrender, of offering our trust, our whole trust in God. St. Ignatius of Loyola family said this, he said that sin is an unwillingness to trust that what God wants is our deepest happiness. Until we are convinced of this, we will always seek to control our own lives. And so in this moment, I want to invite you into a posture of prayer, as we always do with these uh, episodes, to consider the areas of your life to which you have fought for control in, areas that you've perhaps uh, excluded the Lord from, that uh, you're unwilling to surrender, and perhaps pray a simple prayer of surrender, offering these things to God. Let's spend a moment reflecting in this time. Awesome, let's pray. Father, in this moment, we uh, lift our hands before you. Just do that in this moment. Lift your hands and we uh, symbolically lift uh, the things that we have perhaps kept away from you, the things that we have excluded you and your voice uh, from. Uh, it might be our careers, our families, uh, maybe our our dysfunctional needs of, of needing to control our lives. We leave these things up to you. In this moment, we choose to place our trust, our whole trust in you, not just for the things that we have uh, no control in, but even in the things that we have control in, even the things that we uh, are well-equipped, well-educated to handle. We even lift these things to you and we ask for you to guide, to lead us in those matters as well. God, we ask even as we come to you in a posture of surrender that this will be a time that we will experience your love, your embrace, uh, your guidance and your leadership in a, in a greater way, in, in a way that is so real and so near. And God, we thank you for your presence that is near, that is real to us even in this moment. We ask that your presence will lead us and guide us through the rest of the day. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen, amen. Thanks so much for uh, joining me for another episode of The Daily. I trust that you're going to have a good and blessed day ahead. I'll see you in the next episode. Be blessed. Grace and peace. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to The Daily Podcast. We will have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg, or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.